casa Hace tiempo que estoy sentado sobre esta piedra Yo me pregunto ¿Para qué sirven las guerras? Tengo un cohete en el pantalón Vos estás tan fría Como la nieve a mi alrededor Vos estás tan blanca Y yo no sé qué hacer Dos horas, mil horas, como un perro Y cuando llegaste me miraste y me dijiste Loco, estás mojado, ya no te quiero En el circo, vos ya sos una estrella Una estrella roja que todo se lo imagina Si te preguntan Vos no me conocías, no, no, tengo un cohete en el pantalón Vos estás tan fría como la nieve a mi alrededor Vos estás tan blanca que ya no sé qué hacer Welcome to The Real World on CITR because of my great accent I guess I'm actually from Argentina so I wanted to just connect with my culture some more I love film I love my country so and I know that like Argentina actually produces some fantastic films so I wanted to just see what we could do to explore that today and I am so excited yes because I had no idea about the Argentinian film industry. Really? Okay, that's really interesting to me. Because, like, in South America, like, Argentina, is, Argentina and Brazil ha- are, like, really well known for, like, wow. their film. Like, Chile also has some really good stuff. Um, but I obviously only look at the Argentinians. <laughs> so I was like, everyone would be like, oh, there's all this good content. And I'm like, yes, Argentinian good content. And they're like, who but knew? also these other things. And I'm like, yes, but also <laughs> look at who won the Oscar a few years ago. Uh, so yeah, there's like quite a few like 
famous Argentinian films that have won uh, Best Foreign Film or whatever that's called. Uh, Oscars yeah, before. Yeah, Best Foreign Film. Yeah? Okay, cool. Also very topical, the Oscar noms just came out. Exactly. So I was like, full circle. Ah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, <laughs> Argentinian film, I think, is really interesting because a lot of it, um, definitely the ones that I watched, um, they just kind of while they'll have something ridiculous that happens in a character's life, it's obviously, like, all based in the country. Like, we don't tend to film outside of Argentina for our films. Um, And it's just, like, really interesting to watch it as someone that, like, has been there, but not necessarily to the places that they've been. So often uh, these films will take place in smaller towns where, like, they're in the province of Buenos Aires, which is the where the capital city is, um... But all of the all of the smaller towns in the provinces aren't don't necessarily share the same culture, and there's all these like weird names that like you think you recognize, but you've never really been to any of these places or like properly heard about them. So um, a lot of these towns have their own like little personalities, and I don't know. I find that there's a very distinct feel to an Argentinian film, much like. I think there's a distinct feel to Argentinian novels where, like, we just like talking about the people and we like talking about, like, the people in relation to where they're living. So I think that is kind of a commentary and, like, uh, a result of, like, the um, often the extreme poverty that there has been around there, but just, like, the society that has been built in Argentina. I have, like, very conflicting feelings about it because I haven't lived there in a very long time and I used to visit every single year but recently I've stopped doing that so much and the last time that I visited which was about two years ago I was just like uh there's a word that directly translates to disillusioned but that's not the word (laughs) in English that I want uh but I don't know you go there and you like expect all these like wonderful memories or this like wonderful dreamland that you've built up as a kid is like this is my home and then you go there and it's like oh no it's actually like a pretty messed up society and there's a lot that's wrong with it broken nostalgia and like falling out of love a little bit yeah yeah and I feel like it's really interesting because Argentinian film is almost all about nostalgia but kind of showing how it's broken too so i think it's a very interesting genre (laughs) that a lot of that is probably because i relate to it very much that's cool um yeah that doesn't make it less interesting yeah yeah, more interesting yeah yeah yeah. um it's especially cool like if you read argentinian novels and then you watch movies it's like oh wow like we all kind of produce media in, in with similar topics and in similar ways um so, yeah, it's, I thought it was really cool, and I'm really glad that we watched films for this today. So, do you want to say what you yeah, watched? Sh- should we just get into it? Yeah, well, can we list our movies first? Yeah, okay, so I watched El Secreto de Sus Ojos, uh, which the English title is uh, The Secret in Their Eyes, which, like, that's not how I interpreted it. I always interpret it as, like, The Secret in His Eyes, um, but they're saying there, and sus can be any, so it's interesting. Um, and then, uh, oh, what's it called in English? Well, in Spanish, it's called uh, Un Cuento Chino. In English, it's called Chinese Takeaway. Ooh, um, like takeout food? Yeah, kind of. <coughs> um, so yeah, those are the two that I watched. Uh, the, the main, the main character is actually the same actor for both of them. Cool. Which is like so classic, so classic Argentinian. <laughs> like, let me just find this guy's name because it's just he's the guy uh darin there we go ricardo darin he's like the most famous argentinian actor and he's just like always there there's one other guy um in one of the movies that i was gonna watch that i didn't end up watching he's also like the one from the past generation that everyone knew but in like more modern more modern as in like 2008 onwards okay. argentinian films Darin has been like the guy that is in all of the movies so the, both these movies were made then after 2008 yeah i'm okay, pretty cool. sure i'm pretty sure i should check for when t- chinese takeaway was done but def- okay so yeah 2011 for chinese takeaway and I do not remember <laughs> what it was for Secreto de Sus Ojos, but it's it. This one like best foreign film 
like uh, the secret in their eyes or yeah okay cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah that that one best foreign film a while ago so that was that's good to ching what did you watch i watched um a short film and a long film yay um i watched fuego which is a movie with isabel sarley mm-hmm. who was very very sexy nice nice and then <laughs> nice. and then the short film was oh i'm gonna butcher it i mean it translates to the watch okay. el, el reloj and that was a short film. Nice. That came out in like 2006. Um, Fuego came out in 1969. Oh, that's really interesting. I've never watched such an old Argentinian film, like ever. Well, well, also we'll have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Great. Cannot wait. Yeah. Um, do you want to play a song? Yeah. And then we're going to get into it. I'm so excited to hear. This is probably going to be a very Dama heavy episode. Maybe. And I'm excited because I'm like woefully <laughs> ignorant. I'm, we're going to learn so much. Um, but this is Trick by Prado. I love Prado, so I hope you do too. Um, you're listening to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. I trip and hold the dick. I sing about a bitch. I'm stick on me. Don't trick on me. I trip and hold the dick. I sing about a bitch. I'm stick on me. Don't trick on me. I trip and hold the dick. I sing about a bitch. Stick on me. Don't trick on me. question and answer portion of the lecture with Professor Michel Foucault will now begin. Uh, all right, yes, uh, you in the back there. Hello, Professor Foucault. How might we begin to understand the nature of this thing that you call sexuality? First and foremost, it is this. The nature of sexuality is to be found in the February 2018 issue of uh, Discorder magazine. This month's issue of Discorder magazine is themed around sexuality. Features include necking, Pace Society, Coconuts and Bananas, Dark Time Festival, Vancouver's Bathhouses, plus regular RLAs and under reviews. The advertisers for the issue are UBC AMS, The Rio Theater, Blueprint, Timber Concerts, The Cinematheque, The Rickshaw, Mint Records. There are over 100 distribution locations across Vancouver. Visit discorder.ca for more info. AMS Refugee Relief was founded in 2015 as a reaction to the Syrian refugee relief crisis. Last year, we brought a family of 10 living in a parking lot in Lebanon to Vancouver. This year, we're trying to do that again with a displaced family in Turkey. And you can help. 
This Friday night at the UBC Nest, AMS Refugee Relief, in collaboration with the BVP, is putting on a multi-artist performance with acoustic, dance, classical music, and vocals. And it's all by donation, with a minimum of a tuning. So if you're looking to support the refugee situation, or you just want a cheap date night, come by the Performance Theater, also known as The Egg, at the UBC Nest at 6.30 p.m. You can also visit our Facebook page by searching AMS Refugee Relief Sounds for Syria. See you then. And we are back with uh, The Real World on CATR 101.9, broadcasting live from unceded Musqueam territory here on the UBC campus in Vancouver. Yes, we just <laughs> listened to uh, Trick by Prado. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, amazing. We like it. And <laughs> if you weren't with us before this little break, we are talking about Argentinian film. Dora watched some movies. I watched some movies. We're ready. We're going to chat. We're, we're ready to chat about things. So what I was saying before was that I'm from Argentina, so I have like a personal connection to a lot of this, uh, just in like the way that they portray Argentina and the people of Argentina. It's like one of the things that I most like about watching Argentinian film is just like hearing people talk because Argentina has a very distinct accent in our Spanish and it's really like it sounds almost silly and I really like it a lot. It's it's like silly how? It's almost like we're speaking Spanish but trying to do an Italian accent with oh. it. We're just like like it genuinely sounds like we're making fun of Italian people Funny. sometimes. <laughs> but that's just like how we talk and I I find myself doing it all the time. Like, I'll be arguing with someone and I'll start, like, using my hands a lot and making, like, actual Italian gestures while <laughs> speaking and just using, like, crazy intonation. We're all, like, super loud. Um, so one of my favorite things about watching film uh, or Argentinian film is just, like, listening to people talk. Because even... I have a few friends here who speak in Spanish, but they are not from Argentina. Um, I have one Argentinian friend, and we speak in English to each other. Oh, no. Yeah, so it's like, I don't get to hear that a lot. And even when I go home to my family, like, we, it's, we're very Argentinian, we still speak that way. But there's, like, when you hear so many people at the same time and this is these are people that like never left argentina so mm -hmm. they're just like really raw really raw <laughs> argentinian accent right there uh it just it feels really refreshing and it's just like homey that's really cool i do not speak spanish <laughs> um so one of the the El fuego that i watched um it was like English dubbed, oh. which was like funny in its own way, but there was like I could not hear any Spanish. Yeah. And then um, the other movie that I watched, the short film, it was like there was almost no dialogue. What? So I like did not hear. You didn't hear any Spanish. All. That's so funny. That's really funny. <laughs> so very different experiences. Yeah. I wonder what you would have thought if you had like watched one of my films, because one of the things, um, like in high school, I took spanish with other people um but we were like the native spanish speakers just doing like spanish literature and mm -hmm. i was the only argentinian in that class everyone else was like either mexican or from chile oh there was one peruvian girl um and we watched a few movies from chile a few movies from peru and at some point we watched a movie from argentina and everyone after we finished watching was like i did not understand a word they were saying they're like what this is this is fine this is great it's just like <laughs> We talk real fast and we talk real weird. Um, and it's. <laughs> and we're not gonna apologize for we're it. We're not gonna apologize! <laughs> That's like such an Argentinian thing, too. We're like unapologetic <laughs> about everything. It's like not necessarily a good thing. Like, I should point out, like, the Argentinian. The typical Argentinian person is like not necessarily a good person. Like, a lot of people do not like us. It's a lot of. We are not saying that Argentinians <laughs> are bad people. I'm. It's fine. We're great. It's cool. I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of like specific nationalities that like hate Argentinians. Oh just like do not God. like us. Think that we're arrogant because we are. We're so arrogant. Like as a nation. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, it's great. Let's I talk love. about movies. Let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about the movies. I'll talk about the movies. Cool. So I want to talk about um, El Secreto de Sus Ojos, The Secret in Their Eyes, first. Um, this is a movie that at some point, I probably should have looked this up over the break, at some point won the Oscar <laughs> for Best Foreign Film. And basically it's about this... Um, this like retired lawyer um esposito who like after retiring and he's like 60 at this point um keeps remembering this one case that he had where there was a woman who was raped and murdered in her home and he was kind of like the case was thrown at him he didn't want it he didn't even know what the case was and then he was like oh i guess i'm gonna deal with this and then he realized like oh wow this is terrible i want to actually deal with it um and at first like the person in the department who was supposed to have dealt with it instead of him um finds just like two people who have nothing to do with the case and just like pins it on them and yeah which is like kind of what sets the guy off into like no i'm definitely gonna find who did this Mm -hmm. because this is definitely like speaking to the corruption that we have in like the government and the police system in argentina in general um it's just like there it was these two bolivian guys and like there is a lot of racism in argentina against bolivian people um so it was like okay i'm like air quoting this so hard right now it was like okay to just like put these two guys in jail and like beat them up and just say you're going to confess to this because there's nothing you can do about it committing such a heinous exactly um eventually esposito starts looking into it and uh, it's really interesting because like the the entire movie he's writing a novel about this case that he was working on so it's a wait just to reframe it's a retrospective and he keeps thinking of this he keeps thinking of the case and so it like goes kind of back in time and yeah okay it keeps going back and forth because he's 60 and he's talking about a case in like his 30s okay um and it's kind of interwoven with uh dora has a question (laughs) Does the hotshot actor play the young guy or the older guy? Both. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think the hotshot actor is as old as the younger guy, and then they just make him look old okay, in, the next cool. pic- in the next scenes, basically. It's really interesting because there's a few characters that appear in the older scenes as well, and you can see what they looked like when they were younger and when they were older. Oh. It's like sometimes the makeup is like super obvious, like, oh, wow, you like, <laughs> that's that's definitely not a real old person. <laughs> <laughs> that This person is not actually 60 years old. Um, but that was actually like a really interesting part of it um but the hotshot actor is the main character here what's his name again esposito esposito yeah i don't remember like genuinely do not remember what his first name is uh benjamin there we go benjamin esposito but like we call each other by last names a lot that's like a thing in lawyerism i don't know my family's full of lawyers so um (laughs) so like he starts working on this case and like basically figures out who it is just by looking through some old pictures of the victim and the the victim's husband is like just so so heartbroken that she's gone he's like obsessed with finding who did this to her um so like the secret in their eyes often refers to the husband because the um, esposito is no no the husband did not murder oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> esposito like sees the intense love that he had for this woman and is like oh wow like this is something that i'm missing it's like oh he's in love oh. he's in love with this other woman so what i was saying before about like Wait, there's who's a- in love with this other woman esposito's in love with another person with- in the story yeah okay cool. so uh, there's this whole like complex weave of stories happening because while the book is supposed to be about the case that he's trying to solve for the husband because he sees the intense love in the husband's eyes and it's like Mm -hmm. i need to find who did this so that this man can be free of this burden right um he's also like reflecting upon this romance that he had with this uh his boss actually who like never place yeah but like it never came into fruition and it's just like he's reflecting upon that and being like, oh my god, like, I never pursued this, like, I did something wrong, but he, he, it, like, the character is very conflicted, like, on his own. He doesn't know whether what's, 
like heavy on his conscious conscience is the fact that he never dealt with the case properly or that he never dealt with his feelings for this woman Wait, he didn't properly. deal with the case? So he found, basically, he finds who uh, the murderer was mm-hmm. by looking through pictures and seeing, like, oh, there's this guy that appears in almost every picture, and he's always, like, staring at the girl, oh. uh, at the woman that was murdered, um, like, super intensely, and they find out that it's, like, an old sweetheart of hers. And Yeah, it's always the people closest to you are the most likely to rape and murder you. Yeah, it's great. Um, but he, like years go by and they keep like looking for this guy and it's really hard to find him because the husband also like reaches out and tries to find him and and he's like no well (laughs) once the husband reaches out the guy's like oh my god they know who i am i need Mm -hmm. to run away eventually they catch him but and this is like horrible um (laughs) i i I don't want to get like super far into it but there's like a bunch of corruption that happens within the system so it doesn't matter that they caught him because they just let him go because, like, because of just feuds within the police force and, like, the justice system. Like, one guy is mad at Esposito, so he pulls strings to get this rapist murderer out of prison just to spite Esposito. It's, like, crazy. It is ridiculous. But it... So that's what's I'm re- so upset. <laughs> that's what's really heavy oh on his conscience. God. That's what's really heavy on his conscience because he's like, I mean, I solved it, but it didn't mean anything. And there's nothing that he could do to get this guy back in jail. There's nothing that he could do c- at all because the guy was basically bulletproof mm-hmm. because this other guy just has a grudge against him, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like the story, he's just like telling us what happened and how he solved the case. Oh, so it's an exposed what he exposes does he expose the cop for being a no. bad person oh no. okay no no because it, it, it doesn't matter like it, he's a really powerful cop like no one no one cares uh, that's like what's so sad about it like that's just the reality in both argentina and brazil those are the only south american countries i have lived in so they're the only ones that i can speak to the corruption in but that's just like the reality just a lot of bad people get away and it's often for dumb personal reasons and there's nothing you can do about it and that you just have to like deal with that fact and it's just ridiculous but it's what happens um and yeah he's just like trying to sort out like in retrospect like oh could i have done anything different can i do anything now to find him Mm. um but also like why did why didn't i pursue this with this woman and like this woman is now his friend and she like reads the book that he's writing and it's like oh what's happening here like does she share those feelings or not um did she ever find anyone else yes like they both got married separately and he got divorced and i don't remember if she got divorced but she had children and i'm pretty sure she didn't get divorced so it's like ooh, what are they gonna do oh what Um, a diva yeah so it's like it's a very interesting it's like such an interesting movie because you're just like juggling a lot of this like okay so there's the relationship between esposito and his best friend who is an alcoholic um and also his partner so like often helps him solve cases and was very helpful in parts of solving this uh rape murder case but also messed up so much of it because of his alcoholism um then you have the relationship between esposito and this woman it's like oh she's his boss but there's like feelings but they don't want to talk about it because she's his boss and cool that she's his boss yeah yeah yeah, it's great she oh it's like really funny because she actually like at this time, I don't remember what time the movie is set in, but it's definitely not, like, super modern. It's, like, well, I want to say 80s, maybe. Yeah, it, the movie came out in 2009, so if it... Yeah, but it, it 30 was... 30 years before yeah. is when it's, like, set. That would be, like, the 80s. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, like, she... It's definitely not expected that a woman would have such a powerful position, especially in South America. Uh, but she, like, studied abroad, which is, like unheard of too that's like (laughs) so weird and she like comes in and when she's introduced the guy's like oh yeah so this this woman is and then first name i don't remember her first name hastings because that's how you would say hastings in spanish Mm. and she's like 
It's actually Hastings. <laughs> it's really funny. Is she Argentinian too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, in the the character definitely is. I don't I don't know if the actress okay. is. Um, Why does she have such an anglicized name? Because she has a Scottish family. Oh. Yeah, that's like what she said. She's like, it's actually Hastings. It's <laughs> Scottish. So, <laughs> um, no big deal. But no big deal. I'm just Scottish and went to Cornell. So, you know. But yeah, I think it's like super cool that she, like, they have yeah. this woman in like a powerful role. But at the same time, you see how even in this powerful role, she's like almost powerless against a lot of these injustices. Mm-hmm. And particularly like the big cop guy that got the rapist murderer freed because he had a grudge against Esposito, he is like so sexist and shows it a lot of times in the film. Like when she tries to go and say like, this is like ridiculous, you can't just let this guy go. He's like, okay, you just like sit there and look pretty because there's nothing you can do. And it's like, it's true. There's like nothing she can do. But it's not, like, because she's a woman. It's just because of, like, the actual corruption in the system. Mm -hmm. But he's like, there's nothing you can do. You can just sit there and look pretty. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I hate this guy. (laughs) I hate this guy. Like, okay, That was the... (laughs) At that point. (laughs) At that point, I was like, this is ridiculous. Well, this, um... You're making me really want to watch it. You should. Okay. (laughs) Because I feel like it sounds like it touches on, like, so many things. Mm -hmm. And it's able to touch on, like, like, current, like social issues mm-hmm. but while also like effectively touching on like past things mm-hmm. that are like kind of going back and forth and yeah. like influencing each other almost that's yeah. really cool yeah, yeah i don't know how i feel about the end to be honest i remember okay i watched this this week because i was like oh i never actually watched this movie it's, it's ridiculous that i never watched this movie and then i started watching it and i'm like oh wow i've definitely i've definitely seen this and i was like oh maybe i only saw half of it so that's why i thought i hadn't seen it and then i watched it all the way to the end and i'm like Oh, no, I definitely saw this entire movie. <laughs> I just did not remember wow. that I had seen it. So that's a little embarrassing Maybe for you me. just didn't want to remember because it was so intense. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but I do, like, now that I remember that I have seen it before, I do remember having mixed feelings about the end that time as well. So, you know, just just be ready for something unexpected oh Ooh. okay so there was no you didn't spoil too much hey no no no, no, okay, no, no, no. Cool, cool, cool. there's like there's a big twist in the last five minutes um and it's like oh okay <laughs> it's just like okay <laughs> and then it's also a little cheesy at the end and i'm like okay yes. okay um, give me the cheese well yeah i thought oh, maybe you'll appreciate it <laughs> i think the fact that it's in spanish makes it like ooh. It's okay because it's artistic cheese. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm gonna play some PSAs. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. 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 Um. You're listening to the Real World on CATR 101.9 FM. Woo. Not at all. I mean, truth is, I don't even get them anymore. I just read the news on my phone. It's so much better, and it's free. Yeah, that makes sense. The future of news media is in your hands. If you're interested in independent journalism and current affairs, CITR's News Collective is for you. Help hound down stories about diverse and underrepresented issues in the Lower Mainland for Democracy Watch, airing every Thursday at 5 p.m. Email volunteer at citr.ca to get involved. Tune in every Tuesday from 8 till 9 p.m. for Inside Out with your hosts, AJK and Zia, for exciting new dance music. Hey, and welcome back to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM with Dama and Dora. We are talking about Argentinian film because Dama is Argentinian. Yes. And she loves film. Yes, exactly. So there we go. We just talked about... um, El secreto de sus ojos, the secret in their eyes. And now Dora is going to talk about Fuego. Okay. Um, so Fuego was really fascinating to watch. Um, it might be the sexiest movie I've ever seen. Amazing. Um, but not in like a believable way. Like in a really like over like overdressed kind of way (laughs) so it's about this woman laura Mm -hmm. and she is like everyone knows her she's like a notorious like like um i don't know like 
hussy harlot. She okay. sleeps with a lot of people all the time. I was thinking harlot. There we go. And she's very wealthy. So she's like hanging out with her friend George. And George knows this guy, um, Carlos. And they're introduced. And she's like, oh, hey, what's up? And she first she tries to sleep with George. And George is like, nah. And then Carlos is like, I'll sleep with you. And she's yeah. like, cool, thank you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. And then they fall in love. But their love is like like very sexually charged the whole time and um maybe it's just like a product of it being a movie made in the 60s yeah but it like there was no point where i was like oh it makes sense that these people love each other mm-hmm. like it was just kind of like she's really hot and he loves her like but she doesn't have a personality and mm. she loves him she doesn't mm. have a personality outside of her like sexuality um and then they get married and she sleeps with people throughout their marriage and every time she like there's like this one scene where she's coming to she like her husband goes to work she's like have a great day darling like bye and then she like starts feeling like the fire (laughs) and then um like puts on a coat and is like feeling like walking around like feeling it feeling sexy and then like but like in a scary way and like just goes up to dudes and like flashes them (laughs) and like touches herself and then they're like what and then she walks away like with her head behind her shoulder like are you coming um and then eventually a dude comes and then they sleep together and then she's like oh my god like so sad and upset that she's done this thing and it happens over and over and over again and her husband is like it's fine and you're like okay carlos like that's really nice of you um he's progressive yeah but then like so that's what i was thinking for most of the movie i was like wow this relationship is fantastic she's like a really sexual person and like she can't like he's okay with her like having this lifestyle and like it's beating her up but like they love each other and this is great um and then it gets like this point and he goes to a doctor and he's like my wife is so sexy (laughs) 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 and the doctor is like yeah she's a sex addict like it happens in some women and you learn um early on Laura has um, a maid called Andrea, and they have a sexual relationship as well, mm-hmm. um, which is just cool. Mm-hmm. And But then it's, like, um, women who um, are this sexually, like, like addicted or, like, charged, mm-hmm. um, often when they don't have men around will leech off of other women or, like, let other women um, be sexual with them. Um, and the women who they do this with are as sick as them but like in a different way and it's like wait what What? (laughs) yeah like what's happening okay and the husband is like is there a cure is there a cure and the doctor's like no your wife is just so sexy like that's just the reality she's too sexy yeah and then they kick out he kicks out the maid and he's like you were abusing her like she couldn't control it but like you didn't have to and it was like but then like Andrea's, like, crying and, like, really sad. She's, like, you're the love of my life. Like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm so, like, this is, like, killing me. And, like, you feel really sad for Andrea. But then also, like, Carlos is, like, get out. Like, you're a monster. And it's, like, wait, but I was just feeling really sad for her. Um, Which I think is kind of cool. And then he's, like, we need a cure. Um, Like, I'll go to to Buenos Aires. I'll go to the United States. I'll do whatever I have to. The doctor's like, okay, like, I don't think there's a cure, but you can do it if you want. (laughs) Um, And they go to New York, and he's like, the doctor's like, yeah, there's no cure. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry you came all the way here. Yeah. No. And he's like, it usually lasts from, like, 20 to 40. So, like, maybe just wait it out. (laughs) (laughs) How old is she at this point? She's, like, pretty old. She's like in her like at least upper thirties. Okay, so it's just a few, just a few more years. Yeah, but we the only thing is, she is like really being destroyed by it. She like is Aww. like kill me. Like I feel like I keep doing this. I can't control it, and I'm hurting you, and I'm hurting myself. Like, just kill me now. And he's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, please. And he's like, no. And she's like, okay. And then they like sleep together. <laughs> um, and when they're in New York. I think it's cool you were talking about, like, location and, like, uh-huh. locality or localism or whatever. Um, and, like, because they, they, this is 
also set in like a small town mm-hmm. um like i'm assuming just like outside buenos aires but they're really wealthy which is also cool because mm-hmm. they have fantastic costumes nice. just like fur coats and go-go boots oh yes it's just like classic 60s mm-hmm. um and yeah it's like it was re- like very very sexy like a lot of sex in it and like a lot of like isabel sarley just like touching herself um and there's one there's one um scene in particular where like isabel sarley and the um the maid andrea are like having a scene yeah and i watched like a version where it had been it was like a digitized version of a film like the film reel but that reel had been like so worn on that scene Mm because people were just like watching it over and over again <laughs> that like it was just like cutting and like such bad quality oh my god um and i was like wow okay you people are animals yeah um <laughs> okay then <laughs> but it was a really <laughs> sad movie oh it was like it was weird it was i'm am a little confused by it because mm-hmm. it like is ultimately quite sad um because she's just like like she, she like her like pleas for him to kill her like get more and more consistent um which is like hard to watch but it's also like like for the first bit it's like no this is just a really sexy woman who like whose husband is like recognizes that and like is okay with yeah it's like I, this is just how it's gonna work mm-hmm. like i guess is what we have to do because i love you yeah. like it's like a weird it's like a 1960s like sexist homophobic version of polyamory you know that's actually super interesting i feel like i should watch this movie not only because i should watch older argentinian movies but because it it just sounds interesting it was cool yeah yeah (laughs) i wouldn't i won't i wouldn't go so far as to say it was a good movie no oh but it was cool hmm Hmm. It was fun. Maybe I won't watch it then. We'll see. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Tune in in two weeks to hear if Dama watched Fuego or not. Yeah. Maybe she did. Maybe she didn't. Who knows? Um, but yeah. Uh, I watched another movie. Cool. Yeah. So I watched Chinese Takeaway, uh, Un Cuento Chino. And okay. I watched this movie because I was told that it was really, really funny. I was told that it was like hilarious. And it's like... <laughs> hilarious okay <laughs> while it is funny there there's it's like hilarious it's not hilarious there's <laughs> oh my god it's really funny there like the concept is really funny because it's like literally like it's i think one of the first scenes there's just like this cow that falls out of the sky on a woman and she dies and it's like okay that's like sad but <laughs> but this cow <laughs> just, sad. but this cow just fell out of the sky and killed a woman like what how does how does this happen so like the it's like the land and food systems version of <laughs> the wizard of oz <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh but basically like, you just see this kind of like out of context scene of just this woman being squashed by a cow and like all of the all of the posters and stuff for this movie just like have this cow on it and i'm like okay this cow is gonna be a big deal yeah the cow appears like one time in the beginning and like one time in the end and you're like what's happening (laughs) why is this cow here um but basically um it's about this like veteran of the malvinas falklands war and roberto he now like owns a hardware store and he's like pretty intense about how he runs his store because like, he used to be a soldier so he like takes that rigidness and like discipline into his hardware store and is like if he ordered 100 nails he's gonna count the 100 oh, nails weird. and make sure that there's 100 nails he's just like really really strict about how he runs his ship and one day this uh like chinese boy is just like thrown out on the street in front of his shop. And I say boy. He must be like 18. Um, I, I don't I don't know why I said boy. Like um, literally thrown? Like yeah, yeah thrown of- out of a car. Oh. It was just like, take that. Okay. And it's like thrown in front of his store. It's like, what is happening right so now? So is it another like out of context thing? Or do well, you find it? Is it like yeah, you, you later find out okay. that this, this guy, uh, Jun... 
he was basically he came here looking for his uncle and this is like there's a whole neighborhood in Buenos Aires that's like basically our Chinatown um so like there are a lot of like immigrants that have been there for like a really long time and are like super fluent in Spanish but there's a few like very recent immigrants that just like do not speak any Spanish and the guy and I don't know if the uncle or not is or not because we don't meet the uncle until like a lot later uh but June does not speak any Spanish it's like so the entire movie is just about like Roberto trying to figure out like what June is even looking for like Mm -hmm. how can I help you kind of because he can't communicate with him at all so he like gets someone to be an interpreter for like five minutes but like you can't live with an interpreter in your house Mm -hmm. but he also like feels bad leaving this poor guy like out in the street not being able to speak the language um and all he's doing is like he's just looking for his uncle but like it's just so hard to find the uncle for some reason Mm. is it set in buenos aires or is it set this one is set in buenos aires which is like cool because um yeah it has like actual you see chinatown and you see like in the smaller towns you really don't see a lot of like racial variety there's like mostly um descendants of italian immigrants that's like the big oh so italy colonized argentina no 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 spain colonized argentina but we have a lot of like italian immigrants cool that's why our spanish is the way that okay it is. cool yeah, yeah i was like, wondering why you were like no, identified no. as italian no a lot of our mannerisms are italian and like i'm not gonna say half of the people but like a lot of the people in argentina in argentina come from like italian immigrants and a lot of them are from spanish immigrants um so like in the smaller towns you tend to have like just like the european descendants and like just not a lot of racial variety um but in un cuento chino you see like oh in buenos aires there is like a greater variety and even though it's like a little upsetting because they're like all the immigrants are just like way lower class Mm -hmm. like chinatown is just where you go to buy cheap stuff essentially um it's still cool to like see how that minority lives in argentina um and yeah like it's it is a funny movie it is a funny movie because it's like they don't understand each other and like roberto is such like a strict dude he's like not into having to like deal with this person that just comes into his life um but he's also like a good person so he doesn't want to just throw him out um so like june slowly like learns some of like roberto's habits and they like become kind of friends even though they can never really talk to each other that's like there's not a lot of talking in this movie because like they can't communicate with each other um and again darin the hotshot actor that was esposito in el secreto de sus ojos Mm? he's roberto yeah he's roberto so yeah there's like big plot twist at the end (sighs) i'm Um, sensing a pattern because there's a plot twist at the end yeah kind of it yeah yeah there's we like plot twists that makes sense to me (laughs) Woo! amazing that's a twist that it is (laughs) it truly truly is um but yeah could we play a song well i'm just gonna talk about um the watch i'm gonna call it the watch forever okay sure Um, let's do that then cool and yes (laughs) so this movie i found it if you guys don't know what movie is it's like movie.com it's a really cool like like an art film website it has 30 films a day or for a month and then a new film every day and like you're supposed to watch it and it's like whatever so i found both of my movies like looking up argentina on movie um and the watch was like marketed as like a gay movie of like two boys who like love each to like find each other and are like oh you're gay i'm gay cool let's hang out um and it was only 15 minutes long so i was like heck yeah um but Upon watching it, that is not the time or the plot of this movie. Um, It is, like, these two boys, like, know each other. And then, like, they're waiting for a bus. And they, like, just want to know each other, like, 
vaguely and they're waiting for a bus and the bus isn't coming so the guy's like oh, one guy's like i'm gonna take a cab like do you want to ride and he's like yeah sure um and the main character is kind of like not the guy who offers the cab but the other guy although i guess they're both the main characters um but then they take a cab to this, the first guy's house okay first guy is the guy who <laughs> um offered the cab and then second guy is the guy who accepted the cab and second guy is the main character so they get to the first guy's house and the first guy's like oh like do you want to come in like do you live around here and he's like yeah sure like we'll hang out um and then they're hanging out and they go to bed and they like take all their clothes off except for their underwear and are like lying in bed next to each other kind of for a while and then the first guy's mom comes home and they like put their clothes back on and then he's like stays the night and nothing happens and then he or um or the second guy stays the night and nothing happens and then the first guy is like okay like you want to go home and he's like sure and the mom is like you can stay if you want and he's like no i'm going home and um then they, he leaves it's not that exciting um but not a gay movie maybe like subtext gay movie but i it was not what i was expecting um at all which might just be like a western idea of like what a like gay celebration movie is and like the like different like if it was set in a really small town in argentina so maybe it was maybe there's like a different there's probably i'm assuming a different culture around it um and like that kind of expression and the like subtle looks and stuff that these guys gave and like the tension between them was like enough to um like suggest that i don't know but it it just wasn't what i expe was expecting a huge amount um, but thank you so much for tuning into the real world. We are a bi-weekly show, Fridays at 11, UBC Film Studies radio show, broadcasting live from unceded ancestral and traditional Musqueam territory here on UBC Vancouver campus. Up next is Dave Radio with Radio Dave. Um, really fantastic show. So if you haven't listened to it before, you are in for a true treat. Um, we're going to end it with, um, oh, I'm going to butcher it, but Las Piñas by Verano Dorado, um, which sounds Spanish. <laughs> so thanks so much for tuning in. It's Argentinian. Heck yeah. Um, have a great day and shout out to Denzel Washington.
University campus is hosting its first exhibition of 2018 on January 25th from 6 to 9 p.m. called Leaning Out of Windows, Step 1. The exhibition combines artworks made through artist-scientist collaborations and will include a panel discussion called The Translation Hub on January 27th from 2 to 5. 